Welcome back to the Rec Center. He's Jack Ferris. I'm Lindsay Joy. And Jack, I work in the business world now. So I want to circle back on a few things this week. But before we do that, how are you doing? Uh, fine. Fine. Wait, circle back. Were we discussing so, office buzzwords recently? Were we? No, they just I just laugh at office buzzwords. I said circle back unironically today. And I giggle to myself because... I've never, I've never spoken like that before. I, yeah. I've never, I've never circled back to anything. I've never, I don't know. What are other, what are other buzzwords people say? Well, I circle should know back, these. circle back is bullshit for, I don't really have the answers. So give me like three days or you don't really have the answers. So I'll give you like three days. I did it today as, Hey, I just wanted to circle back on and to like remind someone of something. It's like a, you know what the thing people say, get like putting this at the top of your inbox. I don't know if you've ever heard that one where you, someone doesn't respond to an email. And so you replying to put this at the top of your inbox. I've not had anyone do that to me, but I think that's another thing people do. Well, the other passive aggressive uh, phrase is as per my previous email, as per my earlier email. Um, which is code for you didn't read or get back to my email. So I don't know if you got it or not. That being said, here's pretty much what I just said like a week ago. I have not done that to someone or had that done to me yet. So I will update the listeners if that ever happens. But yeah, I don't, I like a little business speak. I like to use scale as much as I can. I find business people like to scale things a lot. Um, not like Spider-Man sense, but make them bigger, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just I just enjoy buzzwords because again, it's all new to me and it's just quite enjoyable. Um, but I do want to circle back on some shows we have discussed. Do you want to discuss anything else before we circle back? Uh, like in terms of what have you been up to? What are you doing? I don't know. Oh, I'm currently at Petaluma. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at Petaluma because I'm going into Santa Rosa this week, so it's just easier to stay here in Petaluma. Um, Petaluma being my parents' place. And when I stay at my parents' place, I always sneaky gain like five, six, seven, eight pounds in like a week. What was the bet? How, how I don't I haven't listened to your other podcast in a while. Is that are there any like weight limit bets for you going on? Or are you just not crazy? at the moment? There there should be. I need accountability in my in my um my physical fit journey, which is ongoing. Um yeah, no, I just, uh, it's not that I eat really poorly here. It's just that there's always stuff to eat and I'm always eating it. I call my parents' house the carb castle. A lot of carbs. There lot of just are like carbs everywhere. Straight up just like French bread out to be ripped and like dipped in olive oil. Do you want to know what, this is Pan- <laughs> This is bad podcasting. Panera bread for yeah, lunch. That's disgusting. Was, that is, well, that is just like, I can, yeah, no, I mean, disgusting in terms of like, if you want to get fat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, it's not, I mean, it's not, it's not like that old. Um, I had, yeah, a you pick two for liner, I'll say, I'll call it a uh, liner. So, yeah, there's just carbs everywhere. And when you live on your own, you just don't purchase tortillas and tortilla chips and potato chips and Dude, bread tortillas. and sourdough bread. Tor- tortillas is a bad one if there's like two or three tortillas at my parents place boom i'm eating it's just i'm like just popping it in there just Tort- popping it in the old mouth room they're delicious no yeah no it sucks because i i'm up here for like five or six days 
And it's always like, oh, nice. I shouldn't go grocery shopping because I'm going to be up in Petaluma for the week. And I'm and I'm like, oh, but that's right. This time I'm definitely going to have, uh, you know, I'm definitely going to police myself and not feel terrible about my waistline when I come, when I return home from Petaluma. So far, not so good. Because uh, that's another thing. They, all, they have like a ton of uh, sugary white wine constantly open and ready to be drank up so yeah no it's a bummer i feel like i've talked about this before um i don't think we've discussed that on this podcast very much uh first world problems yeah having a stocked fridge and pantry to eat when you're staying with your parents i've been to a grocery store like five times in a calendar year maybe more even than a calendar year so i am not complaining okay Let's talk about TV. So when I said I wanted to circle back, the two things I believe it was last time that we discussed are Nine Perfect Strangers and Clickbait. Most important question, have you delved into Nine Perfect Strangers? Yeah, I'm about three episodes into Nine Perfect Strangers. I did it all this afternoon. Okay. I actually Um, watched Clickbait this afternoon, so. Yeah, no, uh, Nine Perfect Perfect Strangers, I mean, I, I would give it an incomplete grade right now, but... It's trending in the right direction. It's what a ensemble cast they got mm-hmm. together. Um, I don't know who my favorite is. I do know that um, while shooting, Nicole Kidman um, kind of sequestered herself from the rest of the cast oh, that- and only dealt with them for their scenes. And so like was constantly in character. So method acting, but in an altered way, because really she was just keeping herself. She probably was acting normal when she was away from everyone, right? Right. And I think it's kind of, um, you know, it's a big deal in the show. Again, I'm only three hours in. Their one-on-ones with her are like a big deal. And it's like, you're, it's your special day when you meet with Nicole Kidman. So maybe that adds to the, uh, the excitement of it all. Um, I don't know the relationship a lot of these actors had with Nicole Kidman before shooting, but I can't imagine someone like um, uh, Samara Weaving, who plays like the the twenty something cheerleader. I, she's Australian. I can't. I don't think she's ever been in anything with Nicole Kidman. She's probably like starstruck to be working with Nicole Kidman and to not to only interact with her while you're on camera is kind of a cool little element, a, a, nice, a nice decision by uh, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I think it's cool. It's an interesting idea. Um, I, like I said, I don't know who my favorite character is, my favorite storyline, but. Don't, uh, Zoe all, the daughter is awesome, right? Uh, yeah, she definitely does look like um, Shailene Mrs. Woodley. Rogers. Yeah. How crazy is that? They look it, so much alike. They're, I mean, the common link is they're all broken people, right? And they are all uh, dealing with their brokenness in in unhealthy ways. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how it goes. If if Nicole has uh, sinister motives, it feels like she might a little bit, but um, so far it feels like she's trying to help the people out. We'll see. Have you fully finished episode three? There's a mini twist at the end, at the dinner. Where she's microdosing them. Okay, I wasn't going to yeah. say that. Just because it is kind of a spoiler. It does obviously feed into a larger plot for the show. They did it on purpose 
putting the first three out together so that you got that mini twist at the end. If you watch the first three at once, um, it's like I said, it's a mini twist cause it's not some huge spoiler. So sorry if you haven't watched it yet. Um, but that says a lot more about the plot line. That's why I was asking you. I didn't want to say it if you hadn't gotten there. So <clears throat> one thing I'm going to do, that's also kind of a mini twist and also kind of a spoiler, but not really is I believe I'm two episodes ahead of you. I might be three. I've actually lost track of how many weeks the show has been out and how many I've watched because I am one behind. However, there's something at the end of Zoe's birthday episode that makes me think the show is going to become supernatural. And oh, I'm, I'm mm, out. Bummer. I'm out if that's the case. I bummer. If I watch the next one, I'll have a better idea. Um, it it's the source material is not supernatural. And I wish that it, what was the, um, behind her eyes? What was that one where there was, they were changing bodies. Is that behind, behind her, her eyes? eyes? The, my biggest beef with that show was that I didn't know I was watching a ghost shape shifting show. I thought I was just watching a regular old Netflix thriller. Yeah. But what was good about behind her eyes is once they started introducing the supernatural they had pretty clearly defined rules and they stayed within those rules so that's where i'm at with supernatural stuff like if 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 you want to introduce it great but there better be clear-cut rules that's why i kind of didn't love the the very end of um true detective when all of a sudden like god was involved and all of a sudden russ wasn't like a terrible terrible like pessimistic being on earth all of a sudden he had like new life because of you know because of the god um if this now i'm thinking out loud if, if this turns into one of those deals and again i don't know anything this is me thinking out loud i haven't looked into any of this if this turns into one of those deals where they're all dead there like a lost situation <laughs> i'm not i'm gonna be like come on would okay would be truly crazy if that was the case i don't think it is basically nicole kidman wants to go to another dimension like mediums that can can talk to dead people she wants to do that um but i don't think they're dead um but she wants to reach dead people so i don't know we'll see um Again, I hope this isn't really a spoiler because I don't know even what I'm saying. I just know there's something she says at the end of the episode where it's like, we're going to go to the other dimension. And it's like, well, what? I was just watching a show about people at a retreat who were like doing Molly in a little acid or I don't, whatever it is. And psilocybin. Sure, sure. And they all have a secret, right? That's like the thing of the show. Everyone, what's your secret? Oh, my secret is I won the lottery and it ruined my life. My secret is... You know, I was cheated on and I'm like, what, whatever. It's not even like these crazy secrets, but everyone has a secret and you find out why everyone is there. I don't need us traveling to the fourth dimension of Mars. Um, that's not what I signed up for. So I obviously didn't know that the last time I discussed it. That's just a fair warning to everyone who is watching it. You might be signing up for like a ghost monster type of story. I don't think everyone dislikes it as much as I do. I It just bothers me. Um, I have written down my notes. Would you rather hang out at Tranquillum House or the White Lotus? Uh, White Lotus. White Lotus, they're getting, they're partying every day. What, at, in Hawaii? Yeah. I know, but just, 
I feel like everyone was so stressed all the time. Terrible things were happening. And no one's stressed at Tranquillum? What the hell are you talking about? No, 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 about? no, no. You don't have these problems. Like you. Yeah. Okay. So. No. You have to fast all day. You get smoothies. You can't have any contact with the outside world. Versus Some people a resort, like that. Versus a sick resort with bars everywhere and and excellent dinners every night. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going Hawaii. All right. That's fair. Um, do you want to give it an incomplete or do you want to give it a, um, no, I'll give it an incomplete. Cause I don't, yeah, I don't think I'm anywhere close to being able to, to, to deem it worthy of watching. Although I will say I've had several people ask me if I'm watching it and I yeah. just had to say no recently until literally today. It's a buzzy show for Hulu. I think it's, <laughs> they did this thing where they're like, it's the most watched drama premiere ever on Hulu, which handmaids must not have gotten that many people initially but then they also did it and i guess this segues into my next one unless you want me to go to clickbait but um they also did that for only murders they said hulu was like it's the most watched comedy premiere on hulu ever or something but they like put all these parameters on it to make it the best blah 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 but anyway they have two very big buzzy shows right now um one being nine perfect strangers and one being only murders in the building have you watched that one no i haven't okay you should that is one we have discussed, I think. It's Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. Have we talked about that? I don't know if we have. I've, uh, I see it all over Hulu. Yeah. Um, last time we podcasted, it was just about to come out, so it had not dropped yet. Or I just hadn't watched it. But anyway, um, it's not what I expected. They had dropped previews for this, but it was very much... Um, I didn't know going. So it's basically these three people who are clearly very different, very famous actors in real life um, on the show. They have different backgrounds, but three very different people who are all obsessed with a true crime podcast. And not only is the podcast supposed to be serial, the music for the show, like the, the entire show is the serial music. And I wonder if it is so close to it, the piano, like when you think of the serial music, I think, you know what I'm thinking? I think most people know what I'm saying. I wonder if they had to license it from this American life or if they were, if they changed the piano enough that it's not like copyright infringement, but it, it's that close. So the show is serial, the podcast, but a TV show with three super famous people who come from different backgrounds. Um, it's entertaining. Like I said, it's not what I expected. It has its moments where it's actually funny and enjoyable overall. I'm probably halfway through. There's a, mur there's a murder in their building. If you didn't catch that from the title, then I don't know. And the three of them are trying to solve it. It's very classic regular people think they're detectives and can solve crimes. So you've definitely like seen this show before, but you haven't seen it with Steve Burton, Martin Short and Selena Gomez solving it together. Um, it reminds me of a uh, search party, which nobody mm -hmm. watched. <laughs> I don't think you ever did, but in the way that it's like a commentary on how we all think we can solve crimes. But again, it's, it's, it's not perfect. It's not going to win a million awards actually maybe it will just because of the big names but it's good um and i give it i was thinking we should change our rating system can we change it to a b c d e f no a b c d f like like high school like grading instead of stars i 
Should I have talked to you about this offline? I don't care. We can do whatever the hell you want. Um, because this show is not like going to lose any it's sleep. A, this show's a B. You know, like so. That's a three five. Three five. I, I mean, it is. It's it's good. It's just not. Oh my god! You have to watch the show. It's so amazing. Drop everything you're doing. It's a B. And I'm not finished with it yet, so maybe it's going to get better or worse. I don't know, but that's my grade for it. So we're going three five, I guess. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, we could change three or three it. Three five, it could be whatever three. we change it to. You're just going to give one grade all the time, and it's not the grading system. I think it's you just always landing on good, not great. I watch a lot of good, not great TV. I, don't don't blame the grading system. I'm just saying, I watch a lot of good. I mean, nine perfect at some point I thought was going to be like an A minus at least. And then I don't know, it could drop down to an F. So the swings there are, are large and it's definitely not a B, but clickbait is like C minus. So I'm already just all over the board and not giving everything the same grade. Um, I'm going to toss it over to you. Nine perfect was one of yours. Do you have two more? Oh, I've got, I mean, I got plenty. Yeah. I know I have a lot of stuff, but not, <clears throat> But All yeah, right, you know what you then? You know what? Let's let's. I'm gonna do one that's never been discussed on this show. It's on Apple TV. Um, it's Mythic Quest. Um, it's absolutely fabulous. It's unbelievable. Touched it's, on this. It's no, I promise you, I haven't because I've never watched it. Okay. I think we meant, okay, sorry, continue. I know I know that you haven't like fully given it a grade, but I just, we have mentioned this show on this podcast. I doubt it because I've literally never clicked on it. It's never okay. crossed my mind to click on it. I had it on my list. Continue. Um, it's unbelievable. This, this show has no business being as good as it is. It's one of those things where you're, you're two, three episodes in and you're thinking, this is silly. This is exactly what I clicked on it for because I love um, Rob McElrenny, Rap Mackle, you know, from... Um, it's oh, always sunny funny. in Philadelphia. He is the same character, uh, which means he's excellent. Uh, it's it's very funny. It's definitely that kind of humor. Then all of a sudden, season one, episode five, there's like an origin story um, that is like not even a comedy. It, it's so good. And it's so like you're, you're I, I won't tell you who it's about, but your heart kind of breaks and you understand a little bit more not about the industry, but more about like um, how troubling the intersection of art and commerce can be when art is your passion and you find success and how, you know, success can ultimately uh, kind of destroy you and your happiness, <laughs> like, which is very, very deep for anyone who's ever watched. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, it's excellent. It's excellent. What grade, how, what scale do you want me to grade this on? You choose. Choose your own adventure. Um, I would go four, five, oh, or wow. or A, A plus being the highest, right? Can it's you, I can't I can't speak highly enough on it. Can you give us a uh, spoiler free two sentence like synopsis? Yeah, it's a oh sorry, it's a um, computer video game that is immensely successful and is played by like. I don't know, a billion people worldwide. So sorry, I'm not a gamer, but compare it to, you know, one of those game, any, any of those games that. What's the one that everyone plays? <laughs> Fortnite. Thank you. 
Yeah, it's kind of Fortnite-esque, I suppose. But what was the one before Fortnite? Because it's it's um like mid, mid uh, medieval War- times kind of deal. World of Warcraft. Yeah. Very World of Warcraft because there's like dwarfs and stuff. Um it's just it's it's excellent. It's very good. Um and F. Marie Abraham is in it as like the the story guy. He crafts all the stories behind all the characters. F. Marie Abraham is a is a treasured actor who is I don't know. I mean, it's to the point where in his career where he's like the fifth lead on an Apple TV show comedy. But uh no, it's it's really good. I recommend if you watch it, get to the fifth episode and you're going to be like, oh my God, this is, why am I crying watching this TV show? This is ridiculous. There's like, I know there's a full season out. Are there two seasons? Cause yeah, there's second seasons out. Okay, cool. I think, I think I entirely missed the first season worth of promo and everything. And then I, I think I caught the second like PR wave of it. It's very much like Ted Lasso and that Ted Lasso Ted Lasso, the character, is a lot like the show, you know, in that you... Um, have you watched Ted Lasso at all? Yes. I'm caught in up, the, except for I missed last week. In that, in the show, um, Ted Lasso's, like, positive vibes, like, grow on people, and you end up, like, the, the the character starts becoming beloved within the show. And then, meanwhile, the show's doing it to you. Like, the show is so corny and so, like, over-the-top feel-good but you, you like it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you you come to care about the show. It, Mythic Quest kind of takes a few pages out of that book. Mythic Quest is 10 times as funny. It's it's absolutely hilarious. But again, it's definitely more um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia type humor, like these narcissists who think they're incredible. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's good. We have, <clears throat> excuse me, we have not jumped into the Ted Lasso discourse this season. I'm fully okay with us just never doing that, but I'm also open to at the end of the season, having a discussion about the second season. I don't think a lot of our listeners and friends have to hear the constant backlash and then the backlash to the backlash, but the, the conversation around Ted Lasso is a lot this, this season for sure. It is. Yeah. It's definitely like, it's it's i think it's going to be a victim of its own popularity pretty soon here because now it's like oh you have to watch ted lasso and it's like yeah no it's a good show it's definitely a good show but it's like come on is it really that good and i don't think it really is that it's a great show it's not that good let's chill out everybody if you if you want to seek it out there are just so many think pieces about like the lack of conflict in season two and why they you know it whatever i i enjoy it i enjoy watching it every week and I'm choosing to think less about all of that and just enjoy watching it. I don't need to sit there and be like, Roy Kent would never be that nice. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, are you good with Mythic Quest? It's a four or five A. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like my frame of mind when I when I popped it on. I know so much TV has to do with like, uh, you know, if you're just if you're in the middle of your work week, if you just wrap something up, if you're just in a good mood in general, you know, a lot of the times you can just uh, reflect kinder on things. Um, I will say this is a big, like watch at the gym on the elliptical show for me. Uh, So I just watch it on my phone. 
I find that the Apple app works best on my iPhone. Funny how that works. So like the, the streaming stuff, like I never have any issues watching Apple shows. So it started as Ted Lasso. And then rather than go to YouTube, I was like, oh, let me try Mythic Quest. This is like two weeks ago. And I'm almost caught up. I love it. <clears throat> uh, is your HBO Max glitchy with like pausing, rewinding, things like that? Yeah, to the point where I don't like I don't I won't pop it on of the gym because there's nothing more there's nothing more frustrating than like being in the middle of something like HBO and it being like playback has an error. Please try again later. And then you're restarting it and you're trying to get it exactly where you left. Yeah. It's the worst HBO max. I, I would say is maybe the worst. But did there. you know that's a common problem? I didn't, I didn't realize that. I thought I was just the only one and it's like an, it's a big issue for, are you sure that's for not, Warner. Are you sure that's not because there's so many people using a finite amount of HBO Max accounts. It's not like a streaming um, bandwidth issue. Their app is glitchy and they have had a hard time fixing the glitches like with their pausing, rewinding, fast forwarding and all that. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with, but I mean, Netflix has figured it out. Anyway, Warner Media in general has a problem and that made me feel better that I wasn't the only one having issues constantly. Okay, clickbait, <laughs> C minus. I'm only two episodes in. I think you said you were three. Um, I'm going to finish the show. I'm assuming you did not. No, God, no. The show sucks. I got four episodes in and it's so formulaic and that it's none of it is original. Every episode is a new character and you find more about their character and their connection. They have dark, deep, deep, dark secrets as well. And I just, it's, I've seen it in, I've seen it several different times. And each time previous to seeing this, it's been better. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have a problem. So I know I'm taking your stage here. I don't have a problem with uh, a TV show kind of taking a, a, a proven formula and like improving on it. But there's, there's, no, there's nothing new about clickbait. And if you think it's new and good, you're watching trash TV. The format doesn't bother me that much. The idea that it's the first episode was called The Sister. The second episode's called The Detective. It, that doesn't really bother me. It's the writing. Some of that, um, the the detective's boss, the writing is so bad. I honestly wonder how it got not only approved, but then like the words were spoken and nobody was like, we should rewrite that line. Like it is, it's bad. And you mentioned it was very network TV generic. And I do agree with that. But I also think beyond that, it's just like, Netflix slapping together some crime dramas. And I actually don't know anything about how this show was produced. If it was produced for Netflix, if it was picked up, for, I, I don't know the details of this. It, it feels like, so like sex life wasn't a crime drama, but it feels like these dramas where they just are trying to churn out these eight episode dramas or thrillers and little details just get missed because no one really cares. And again, like some of the writing is just like people had to not care for this to get produced the way that all okay this all being said like i said it's a c minus however i agree with you that the format is not original i am interested enough to see like what the twist is it seems as though there's a twist coming i don't know so he's um dead sorry spoiler alert he's dead at the end of the first episode nope second episode oh whatever Okay, but but I was expecting him to be dead at the end of the first episode, and then he wasn't. And I was like, wait a second, I don't. He's dead very quickly into whatever. It's probably like an eight or nine episode deal. 
yeah, I'm God, I'm hoping it's eight episodes. I don't know if I definitely can't come into 10 and I don't think it's nine. I'm hoping it's eight, but I am interested. Like it doesn't, obviously he has a secret and obviously his wife has a secret and maybe his sister has a secret. You know what I mean? Like everyone has secrets, but I, I don't know why he's dead. Someone had an issue and, and did that to him, but like, I don't know why. And the things that he was, the signs he was holding, like, I don't, that doesn't make sense. So I'm interested enough to see how they explain everything away. Um, even though the format in this type of thing isn't brand new, I'm interested enough to, I don't know, throw it on. So I do plan on finishing it. There is a chance that I just punt. I've still got time to make that decision. Um, but how wild is my camera tonight? Yeah. I was going to ask you, I was just going to power through that, (laughs) but what, what just happened? So I was pretending to just, well, I just kept going, but it looks like you're talking to a ghost. It looks like you're talking to, it does look like, like I'm talking to a ghost in the middle of my clickbait monologue. Jack's camera went black and white. You look like, I mean, it's did the light turn off in the room? No, I think it's just getting darker. I never had the light on. And to be honest, I, w- I like I was going to fidget through trying to figure out how to turn the light on and I just gave up. But it's getting progressively worse and creepier. You, you look a little like the Virgin Mary. Oh no, Jesus. You look a little like Jesus. Jesus on a on a when he zoomed into the last supper. What do you mean I look like Jesus? You like the dark um the dark shadows around your head look like you have long hair. And then oh. Do you see that? Yeah, <laughs> crowd of thorns kind of deal here. Probably be easier if he zoomed into the Last Supper because then they couldn't have found him. Anyway, um, I was going to power through that, but I'm glad you mentioned it because Jack is just in a black hole now. Um, anyway, clickbait. I don't. I don't really recommend it. It's clickbait know, sucks. If you're sucks. if you're some like thriller junkie and you just can't get enough, but there's just okay. I don't what I don't know what's happening in the camera. There are so many other options now that. I, I do understand that Netflix makes everything so easy and accessible. I just think there are so many better options and listen, watch all the other shows we've told you to watch and don't watch this show. Yeah. The killing Broadchurch. There's a, if you're, if you're uh, safe on Netflix is really good. I didn't wait safe and the stranger are the same. The Harlan Coben shows. Yeah. Harlan Coben. I thought safe was great. I punted on safe and I punted on the street. I punted on safe. You never like, finished safe. So you don't know who did the crime. No. What? Oh, it's really good. I think I punted halfway through maybe episode five. And then the stranger, I punted after one episode. I couldn't take the acting from that woman, the, from the stranger. Um, that was bad, but safe. I think I watched five. That's the one with the daughter, right? Dad and daughter. Uh, yeah. Dexter got it's been like three years. Yes. Michael C. Hall. Yeah. Yep. Um, I could resume that. I just, I don't remember why, um, why I punted on that one. There are many better Netflix shows to watch. I, again, I think I've said this on here before, but I'm just always amazed when people tell me they haven't watched Broadchurch, but they like crime shows. It's like, what are you doing then? I don't get it. This is, this may be like a coastal elite, <laughs> but just in the same way that the people on either coast never watched Big Bing Theory. Big Sorry, Bang. Big Bang Theory. Big Bing is a Gonzaga thing. Bing Crosby. No, I, none of my friends, no one I ever knew was into Big Bang Theory. But it was like the most successful network sitcom of all time. You know what I mean? 
there mm-hmm. is um there's a market for these trash TV shows, I guess. I don't know. I watch plenty of trash TV, but I also clickbait out time. Clickbait is for them. Yeah, and well, I, like the what's the plain one? Um, manifest. Same deal. Same I will thing. never. That is like I. That's where I draw the line. And again, I have a pretty low bar, um, but I draw the the line and manifest. I just I will not do it. So I understand there's an audience for that. I I'm I'm going to try to finish clickbait. I'm interested enough to see where it goes. If it's annoying me and like that annoying police captain is driving me crazy, then maybe I'll punt. But well, good for you. Um, <laughs> I do my best. Do you have another one? Was that three for you? I have a couple. And I'll I'll do them all at once. Um, I have a hard out in seven minutes. Okay, well then just, you talk just, fast. That's just letting the people know. Okay. Uh, 9-11 docs. Uh, turning point, colon, the war on terror. That is a really good one because it uh, kind of walks you through the events of 9-11 all the way up to like Afghanistan a year ago. So it's already kind of dated, but it's kind of, it's, it's interesting to see how quickly, you know, we were, um, everyone was all in favor to, to go to Afghanistan. Now, 20 years later, people are like, as a, you know, before, like six months ago, people are like, we're still there. How many people are still there? Um, that's fascinating. There's one on Apple TV called, uh, inside the president's war room that falls around Bush his whole day from waking up in central Florida to getting the news in that classroom to uh, cruising around on air force one all over the country, pretty much just to evade whoever. And then all the way up to the, um, the address from the oval office that night. Uh, Both are told through the lens of, um, of, uh, politics both are on either side a turning point is definitely more left leaning uh filmmakers app uh, the apple tv one inside the president's war room definitely more right leaning and i hate that i have to put a disclaimer on that but it's totally true like you can completely see uh the message and how different it is both i mean both are very good i i enjoyed each one immensely. I would say if you watch one, I, I would, I would challenge you to watch the other because it gives kind of the other side of things. And I'll leave it at that. Uh, finally, untold colon crime and penalties. Untold colon is the series out. The same one that did uh, Mouse in the Palace. Crime and penalties is one that came out a couple of years ago. It's about a minor league hockey team that was purchased by a mob boss who turned it over to his 17 year old son to run. The Danbury Trashers. They're called the Trashers because his dad had a um, uh, waste management business. It's one of the better sports stocks I've seen in the last couple of years. It's perfect. It's right under an hour and a half. It's self-contained. You don't need to know anything going in. At the end, you're probably going to be looking up Danbury Trasher stuff, but it is, uh, it's, it's, it's really good feel good TV. And I, I say feel good. I know what I'm doing there. Um, I would give that one untold colon crime and penalties uh, a four. Did you rate the other ones? Yeah, I will give those ones. I'll, g- I'll give those three fives. 
Okay. Because there's not a ton of information you don't already know, but it's good curated information all in one one stop shop kind of deal, even though I told you to watch two different things. It was weird for me to see so many people reposting the man with the red bandana stories from like on the 20th anniversary being like this amazing untold story. And it's like, oh, no, amazing story. I hope everyone knows it. But just like, I remember when it happened, I remember it was, I think Tom Rinaldi wrote the book on it. There it's, it's like ESPN did a thing every year on this. And it's just, it was weird reliving that and seeing all these younger people that don't remember 9-11 reposting all these things where it was like I remember all of this like the day of you know? yeah no these aren't that I shouldn't say it's stuff you already yeah. know but it's like it's um like the uh inside the president's war room is literally minute by minute by minute mm-hmm. and how you know in 2001 they were up in the clouds uh the uh wi-fi on air force one wasn't great they didn't know what the hell was going on they're flying yeah. around they're trying to like call people they couldn't get a hold of people so um that was it was fascinating Different uh, times, 20 seconds before you hit your heart out, don't watch the Bob Ross documentary on Netflix. It's two stars. It's not good. I wasn't even going to do that as one, but since you just did doc time, uh, it it's like, oh, the scandal, the scandal. There is no scandal. It's boring. It's people that were fighting over money. It Don't don't waste your time. Uh, anything else before we say bye? No, he did have a perm though, right? Even though he denied, <laughs> or I guess he always yes. like... He never really fessed up to having a perm, but he did in fact have a perm. Regis and Kathy Lee, which Kathy Lee looked like a whole different person, but they just they had a clip of I was the eighties probably, and Regis or Kathy Lee goes, "Is that a perm?" And he just doesn't answer. He doesn't even make a joke. He just goes like, Haha, and he kept painting. So, yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I guess that was like a scandal. I didn't know a lot about him, and so I thought it would be really interesting. And. The first 45 minutes were some of the most boring 45 minutes of a doc I've watched in a while. I watched um, it. I also didn't like it. Okay, Agreed. good. I'm glad we agreed. All right. We are going to go. We'll be back uh, I don't know, next week. Maybe we'll see you. We'll see you sure. when we see you. Sure.